<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to yet another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and I am one of your lovely hosts, uh, ready for this weekend, but still thought it was the middle of the week, apparently. Asia Sky here. And I'm your other host, who's also ready for the weekend for sure. I'm A-Dub. All right. So we got a lot of things to get into today. The baby has responded to Danny Lay's recent interview with Angie Martinez and kind of responded to her new diss track, which is Dead to Me. Then we have to talk about Kendrick Lamar because he just revealed his album cover for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. We have some updates on the Young Thug Rico case. Gunna has also turned himself in, so we got to talk about that too. And then ASAP Rocky is moving out of the house that just got raided by police. A lot going on, but before we get into it all, please follow the podcast. Please subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. Thank you for your support. Now let's get to it. All right, let's start with the baby. So yesterday, on yesterday's episode, we talked about Danny Lay and how she put out this new diss track addressing everything that went on between her and the baby. She also did a sit-down interview with Angie Martinez, kind of covering what happened and going over some specifics from that whole blow-up that happened a few months back. And the baby had to come out and tell his side of the story, and he gave a little bit of insight on the situation. Yeah, he went to Instagram and basically just said his side of the story, and he said a couple of things things he said that Danny and Def Jam um the label tried to exploit the situation but they took too long to do it he was also saying that he even told her to benefit from what was going on with him and her and just said that she took too long so let's hear exactly what he said mm-hmm. I was gonna respond a different way but I gathered myself and I decided to respond this way um first of all I feel like you waited too late I told you back in December you should capitalize off the situation so I feel like that's a bad move. I also feel like uh, it's a green move for, you know, your label to have you, you do drop the interview the same, the same time you dropping a new song. I feel like y'all kind of showing y'all hand. I feel like y'all should have put that together better. Okay. Okay. I also feel like, you know, before we got on your brother ass, you were just at the London with me that whole week getting busy. All right, pause, 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 pause. <laughs> so right there, big revelation moment to me. That was the the biggest shocker of all of this. When I heard that part, I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way in hell. I was like blown away by that. I was really flabbergasted because what? After everything that went down, mm-hmm. I really was like, Nah, he got to be lying. But no, I don't think he's lying. That's that's crazy to me. That is very crazy to me that we get word of her doing this interview with Angie. It seems like, you know, she's moved on. She's past it. She's reflecting back on everything that happened. She's putting this song out. And to find out after that whole Instagram live debacle and being thrown out, being publicly humiliated, she then circled back around and was hanging back out with him at the London and not just at the London, which is a hotel. If you don't know, mm-hmm. not just being there, but getting busy 
whatever that means or getting what what did he say yeah getting getting busy or whatever it was that was just mind-blowing to me yeah same here it's like when he said that it's like and I can't take Danny serious because she'd be putting on like she did the whole interview saying her story gave like a sob story but you still messing with this man or you still was like after y'all argument blew up like that so like girl how are we supposed to be feeling sorry for you but you keep going back to what hurt you I I can't do it right and not just like the whole humiliation of the situation I mean that is obviously a big aspect to it but even the whole trying to fight you well, your brother was actually trying to fight him. So mm-hmm. even the whole beef between her brother and the baby was going on and just the whole toxic environment. And yet you doubling back around after all of that happened. Like, that was yeah. just wild to me. And that's not to, you know, say it's all completely her fault because obviously she was there because he allowed her or he, you know, allowed that to happen or he called her, he summoned her, whatever, however it went. They're Mm -hmm. both, you know, played an equal part of that. But that was just very shocking to me. But let's continue to hear what else he said. And and I also feel like you should tell them folks the real reason why I put you out is because you were stalking my other baby mama and that shit was affecting, you know, my relationship with my my princess, my big girl. And that's why I had... Another another pause-worthy moment (laughs) to me. So... Again, with the whole going back, you this part I'm I'm getting at the baby right here because you kicked this girl out of your house. We now find out, according to you, that it's because she was stalking one of your other baby moms and it was affecting your relationship with that daughter with the other baby mom. Mm-hmm. So if this woman, Danny Lay, is wreaking all this havoc, was wreaking all this havoc in your life, like you say, why is she then at the London? Why are y'all then rendezvousing at the London <laughs> weeks after all of this happened, like or months after all of this happened? Because uh, her brother getting beat up, that was fairly recent. That was like what, like a mm-hmm. month ago or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so if the baby felt this way about her enough to kick her out of his house after she just had a ch- his child, then why then are we circling back around? That's that's the most confusing part of all of this for me. Yeah, same here. It's like now it's just too much back and forth. Like I don't know if they're like trying to come together for like the sake of their baby, try to make it work, or was he just want to hit her up and she didn't have nothing else to do? Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to get in baby mama and baby daddy business. I don't know what they be talking about, but it is kind of like just, it's toxic. Point blank period. Just toxic. Yeah. That's, that's what I got from all of this. All right. Let's, let's hear him close it out. What else did he say? Make the adjustments, you know, back in November, you know, I'm, I'm grown. I'm an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't got to coexist with nobody who, you know, who too toxic for me and who, you I'm know, glad you realized that now. Serve me well, you know what I'm saying. So I owe the world no explanation for that. But even you know, when I could have cleared my name, I took the high road, and I ain't tripping about that. I'm proud of that. Cause I could have smashed on all that, but that would have, you know, that would have left shouted, you know. And I ain't with that. I don't want shouted broken. I just didn't want you around me no more. You know what I'm saying? And just like today, you know, I was gonna have another birthday party for my princess. You didn't got on her line, plan. Just like before, you affected my relationship you know, with my other children. Cause Okay. All right. So we get the gist of it. He's saying that Danny Lay's actions are directly affecting his relationships with his kids. So that's why he felt the need to come on there and clear everything up. I get it. I get it. I do. But just at this point, stay separated. 
<laughs> don't don't deal with each other outside the aspect of all right when we when I, when am I picking up my daughter? I feel like that needs to be the extent of their relationship. Far be it for me to tell grown people how to live their life, but that just <laughs> seems like the most logical move in this situation. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's talk about Kendrick Lamar now because he dropped the album cover off on us yesterday. And, you know, the album comes out tomorrow. So, of course, people are really, really excited. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, we are less than 24 hours away from it at this point. We just got, we got about, what, 13, 14 more hours till we get the album finally. So I'm very, very excited. And then seeing the album cover just made me feel like, we're in store. We're in store for something very, very special here. Yeah, for sure. And I feel so dumb because I was seeing the um, people share the the photo, which is, of course, him, a woman and two children. Is it his wife and two kids? Are we alluding that or is it just I took that um, to be his his real family? I did like I, I probably only seen his wife maybe once, like seen a photo of her. And that woman looks similar to to uh, what I remember seeing of the wife. So I, I really believe that that's his wife and um, really two of his kids, which is why this cover revealed so much, because it's like you're telling us you just had another baby because mm-hmm. the um, the child that the wife is holding is really, really young, like newborn status. And then the other baby, we know Kendrick had it. We knew that Kendrick had at least one child already. So that checks out um, the baby that Kendrick was holding. She looked about like what, like two, three or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you have Kendrick there with that crown on his head, which is telling us, see, Kendrick, the ways, the various ways in which Kendrick speaks to us is is so interesting because you're telling us a lot by putting that crown of thorns on your head. But it's all not only a crown of thorns, it's also made of diamonds. I'm like, Kendrick, you tell us so much just with a picture or with a press release or with a website or like he just tells us so much in so many various different ways. So I thought it was a, a great album cover. I thought it was perfect for this time. Like, I think Kendrick's about to let us into his life like even more. Like, I know he he does that all the time. He talks about how he came up and how he grew up and he tells us about Compton. But I think now he's about to tell us about that next chapter, that family life, what's really going on in his personal life. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that we don't get a lot of just as a him being a general celebrity and, you know, showing anything to the public. So I am excited for this. And when people were sharing the album cover, I thought people were just sharing a photo. I had to look deep and hard. I was like, wait a minute, that's Kendrick. That's the album cover. I, mm-hmm. I had, I had, it took me a slow moment to understand what was going on. But <laughs> once I realized, I was like, oh, this this going to be dope for sure. Because they're like a hotel room, it looks like. And I guess that comes into the whole Mr. Morale and Big Steppers because it looks just like a humble moment. But when you bring in the, uh, the, crown, the crown of thorns and diamonds, it's like, like okay, like it's kind of, it is interesting. Right. Again, the juxtaposition. Kendrick is so good at that. And I I just thought it was a beautiful shot. Him, we finally get to, well, if we are to take this as this is really Kendrick's family, which I believe it is, we finally see like his kid's face. You you wouldn't have known what Kendrick's kid looked like these past couple of years. He doesn't show off his family. He's very, very private. So to see him doing that, Definitely about to be a moment. Definitely about to be a special moment with the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And are the Big Steppers his family at this point? <laughs> because a lot of people, I know we were speculating before that it was TDE. But now I'm like, is it his mm. kids and his wife? Like, who is it? Who are the Big Steppers? 
We'll we'll find out in a few hours, though, I guess. All right, now let's get into Young Thug because more and more details are coming out about this case every day. We know he's still behind bars at a Fulton, Fulton County jail. He was locked up May 9th, 56 counts on his RICO indictment that he's facing. And um, he's got some more extra charges. Remember we talked about how they raided his house, dug up his backyard. They were allegedly knocking down walls and things. Well, they found quite a few things while they were in his house. So he's got several additional charges now um, in addition to the ones that were already on the RICO indictment. Right. So this comes out from um, a WSB TV reporter, Michael Seaton, and he had tweeted on Wednesday that a young thug was also hit with possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, also possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute, possession of firearm during commission of a felony, possession of sawed off shotgun, sawed off rifle, machine gun, dangerous weapon or silencer, and three charges of unlawful participation in criminal gang activity while employed by or associated with a criminal street gang. My goodness. Mm. All right. I have a question about that last one, though. So employed, okay, or associated with a criminal street gang. All right. I was about to say, so that y'all are saying he's the leader of YSL, but then y'all are saying he's employed by YSL. But then they do say associated with. So I guess that's the part they got him on for that. But yeah, no, this it's not looking good for Thug after all of this. Because even if you could try to wiggle your way out of the Rico, if you had the best lawyers money could buy, they can't. Un- they can't undo the fact that they found a sawed off at your crib several sawed offs at your crib they can't undo the fact that um there was a silencer there or whatever they whatever else they found like maybe they can um maybe they can do something with the marijuana charge like maybe uh he can say he wasn't intending to distribute it that was for smoking or that was for recreational use whatever the case is maybe some of these things they can get knocked down a little bit but um yeah sawed off sawed off rifles and sawed off shotguns I don't know man that's ah man you you really hate to see it you can understand why young thug would have weapons of this magnitude like this is a man whose baby mom was just shot in cold blood or they say it was due to altercation at a bowling alley but when you know at least some of the backstory of the beefs that go on in Atlanta and you know how long they've been going on and how severe and bloody that these beefs have gotten more than likely there that had something to do with it. So when you talk about someone who has friends that were murdered, baby mom that a baby mom that has been murdered, you could probably understand why they would want to keep weapons in the, the place that they rest their head. You can understand that part, but mm-hmm. do I think a judge is going to understand that? Mm. or a jury is going to understand that. Yeah, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be an uphill battle. That's what I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We've been saying it's not going to be easy. And yeah, when people see all these charges that Young Thug or their Young Thug is tied to, associated with, it's not going to look good. But you bring up a good point of like what all he's been through, you know, what he deals with, situations. So it's going to be tough. And also helps kind of that Young Thug's dad. He got interviewed recently and he was saying, you know, I think my son has been unfairly linked to a lot of things, but it's but it's up to us to prove it. I'm going to fight for him to the end. I'm his father. That's what I do. So that's kind of good on that side that he has hopefully his family and, you know, other friends and people to help him beat this case, I guess. And so we'll see what happens. But hopefully it something hopefully something good happens. Mm. 
Yeah. While we're on the subject of that case, now we know initially when everybody else got picked up, Gunna didn't get picked up that same day, but he did turn himself in yesterday, and he had his first court appearance, and they didn't give Gunna any uh, any bond or bail or whatever the case is, so he's still locked up right along with everybody else, which is interesting to me because, like we said yesterday, he has uh, one of the lesser charges, which is basically just affiliation with YSL. They're not saying, oh, he shot somebody or, oh, he had weapons, he had drugs. They're just basically saying, hey, you're a part of this. Like, <laughs> you're you're within this, this gang of guys or this group of guys, whatever the case is, and so we're roping you in with it. Um, now, Gunna's lawyers did speak out. They said in a statement to TMZ, Mr. Sergio Kitchens, known as Gunna, is innocent. The indictment falsely portrays his music as a part of a criminal conspiracy. So it says they portray his music as part of the criminal conspiracy, too. Like, I guess they're trying to use the lyrics against Gunna and Young Thug. Um, so they went on to say, Mr. Kitchens has been an advocate for his community, and it is our privilege to advocate for him. Now, those come from his lawyers, Samuel Garland and Nove. Uh, they think that it's wrong that the courts are trying to use Gunna's music against him uh, and Young Thug's music against him. And I I sort of agree with that because if we're going to um, persecute people based on what they say or do in their art forms, let's do that across the board. Let's not just only do it when it comes to rappers. Like, I'm all for holding people accountable, but let's be fair in the in the accountability. Like, let's not just say, okay, well, you rapped about killing somebody, so... Now that means you you killed somebody or you rapped about selling drugs, so that means you sold drugs. All right, well, in a movie, if an actor acts like they're selling drugs or acts like they're killing somebody, let's apply that same logic then. Or if in a country song somebody sings about, you know, uh, beating up somebody's ex or something like that, let's really take it as they beat up somebody's ex. Like, let's apply it across the board if we're going to apply it. If not, then let's get it thrown out. That's what Jay-Z was working on um, a few months back. I know we reported on that as well, like trying to stop lyrics from being used in the courtroom. And then on top of that, too, it's it's storytelling. Like you can't really decipher who is telling the story. They could be telling what they see or what they've experienced in life, what they've witnessed, or they could be talking about family members they know. Like it's just too obscure to be trying to specifically use lyrics against people. Do the work, find the evidence. If you uh, clearly you found a lot with Young Thug, so I mean, not that I want him to be locked up or whatever, but it's just like give us tangible proof. Don't just say, "Hey, you rapped about this, so you're guilty." That's what I think on that. Yeah, exactly. Using the lyrics is so messy, especially in a legal situation, because yeah, you could really just be saying anything, but they'll whoever the prosecutors, lawyers, or whatever will use it as solid proof and that's not right at all and people believe it because oh well you said it it must be right no people lie people fabricate in songs so yeah the lyrics thing does make it a little messy so hopefully they don't they see like for instance in Gunna's situation what he's done for the community and kind of like you know knock all that lyric stuff out of the way so we'll see Gunna created the first ever free in-school groceries and clothing store, feeding over 400 children, not just in general, but feeding over 400 children weekly Mm. and hosting nationally sponsored giveaways for victims of disasters and food shortages. This is somebody that you take it off the streets due to lyrics, not due to what you found, not due to uh, a specific crime that you're linking him to, but due to the fact that he's friends with Young Thug, 
and he's YSL, he's on the label or whatever. That's wild to me. And then no no bond or bail, whichever one it is, whichever term you use on top of that. Like, come on. He, he was not charged with any, well, I guess the affiliation of gangs is supposedly violent, but um, yeah, he's not, I, I don't know, man. He wasn't charged with a specific crime, so I just feel like, come on, at least let Gunna out. Like I said, Thug, you got an uphill battle going on. It's not looking good for you. But Gunna, they got to at least let Gunna out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, speaking of legal woes and people trying to stay out of trouble, let's talk about ASAP Rocky because he seemingly moved out of his home in L.A. where that raid took place, uh, you know, after they locked him up, after he was coming back from Barbados. He was in LAX, and this was due to him allegedly uh, shooting somebody or grazing them with a bullet. I'm sorry. Uh, He was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon, and as what happened with Thug, they raided Rocky's home, uh, searched all around. They came out with, like, one box, I believe it was, so they may have found something. But either way, Rocky does not, it it appears that he does not want to live there anymore because, you know, people saw a U-Haul truck there, and apparently he was loading up his stuff and packed it up and was on his way he said uh time for a new location location change and i think that's a good thing yeah i think so too because you're dealing with you know your first child coming um your girlfriend dealing with the pregnancy and things like that and your police and the police coming to your home they raiding it energy's off bad vibes now so yeah i don't blame him for wanting to move out find a whole new place start a new new house new new everything new living room new bathroom new neighborhood so i think it's a good move Yeah, and plus you don't know what they put in your house. Like, (laughs) there could be any number of things in your house now. You don't know if it's bugged or whatever. You could be talking in casual conversation with Rihanna, one of your homies, on the phone, whatever, and there could be recording devices in there. Like, you don't know what's going on, especially with all of these different rappers getting locked up. Like, I feel like it's been a wave of this recently. So between ASAP and the Young Thug and the Gunna and the... Um, who else? The, the Casanova facing 60 years now. That news just came out. 42 mm-hmm. Doug just getting locked up. Shoot, didn't Rod Wave just get locked up? Um, but I think that was his own fault because he choked somebody out or something like that. But anyway, this whole just wave of rappers being down. I saw that they put out like an entire list. It was like Pooh uh Fujiano, just all the people that are locked down right now. And I'm just like, dang, like, is this a case of people just doing wrong things and getting locked up or is this a concentrated effort against rappers not saying that they're not accountable for their actions or they didn't contribute to it but i'm just like is this is this a concentrated effort or is this just them messing up and then they're so public with it that they get themselves locked up something to think about definitely yeah definitely so because yeah i saw i think i think i saw a post too where it was like a bunch of photos of like rappers or musicians are just like you said like locked up or in some type of trouble right now and it's it's alarming how many people it is so I wonder too if it is just do they I don't know I don't want to say stuck in their ways of doing criminal activity they were doing stuff like that before getting famous or what it is but it's not a good look right nah they definitely got to figure something out they got to move smarter Something tells me somehow, some way, this Kendrick album is going to um, address this or give give light to this. You know, Kendrick, how Kendrick is with the social commentary. So I don't know. Somehow I feel like there's going to be something on this album addressing this. Even with the Heart Part 5, even though that's probably not going to be on the album, 
he spoke on like, oh, hurt people, hurting people, and we call it culture. Like, I feel like a lot of these situations with these rappers are a prime example of that. Like, just people going back and forth, hurting each other, hurt people, hurting people, and it just being normalized or being a part of the culture. So, again, can't wait to hear this, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Uh, see, now I feel like I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that they talk about on Instagram, like you tie everything back to the Kendrick <laughs> album and reading so deep into it. I'm officially one of those. But we going to end it on that note today. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is all Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on everything. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. All right, we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. See ya.